Thank you for listening to the only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You can find all of our episodes at PharmacyPodcast.com. This is Virgil Valdez with West Chase Compounding Pharmacy, Chief Operating Officer, and you're listening to Pharmacy Podcast. Pharmacy Podcast listeners, thanks for returning for another episode of the Pharmacy Podcast. Today is the summary show of the IACP's Compounders on Capitol Hill, which is happening right now. It's happening today. Uh, We have uh, compounders from across the country uh, coming to Washington, D.C. to meet with our uh, fellow congressmen and women. And on that note, before we get into the summary show and some of the interviews that we did while in Washington, D.C., I'd like to give a shout out to Congressman Buddy Carter, Congress's only pharmacist. And we've had Buddy on the show before, before he was officially in Congress. And Earl Buddy Carter is an experienced businessman, health care professional, and faithful public servant. And as the owner of Carter's Pharmacy, South Georgians have trusted Buddy with their most valuable assets, their health, and their lives, and their families for more than 30 years. While running his business, he learned how to balance a budget and create jobs. He also saw firsthand the devastating impacts of government overregulation, which drives his commitment to ensure that the federal government creates policies to empower business instead of increasing burdens on American jobs and American job creators. So, buddy, I am a huge fan of your um, philosophy. I honestly think that every person in Congress, number one, should be limited to eight years of service. That's it. Number two, you have to have been a business owner. You had to have had employees to even be a uh, state representative or a state senator. I think that would make a huge difference in the quality of Congress men and women that we have uh, serving our great country. Um, and I'll get off my soapbox and get into the summary show, but uh, kudos and bravo to the IACP. Mr. Dave Miller running that organization um, is doing an incredible job. Really enjoyed my time there. A special thanks to Scott Maitland, um, director of publications and the, uh, the magazines that they put out as well as the IACP podcast. Uh, we thank you for having the Pharmacy Podcast um, visible and in and around and interviewing some of your participants and vendors. And without further ado, let's get on with the summary show. Hi, this is Amanda Addington, Senior Marketing Manager and Consultant with Freedom Pharmaceuticals, and you're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. We're at the IACP down in Washington, D.C. I'm excited to be here with Amanda Addington. Amanda, I've wanted you on the show now for a while. I know, Todd. I'm glad we could connect. Hey, so you're, from your perspective, um, you're talking with uh, compounders all the time, pharmacy operators. What do you think the greatest challenge is right now for uh, someone in the business of compounding pharmacy? You know, I think the biggest challenge is probably diversifying. You know, there's so many different areas of practice and so many different um, treatment areas that they could be getting into. So I think really with the challenges that our industry faces right now with reimbursement cuts and uh, third-party billing, I mean, it's truly a challenge to overcome some of those obstacles. So really being able to diversify 
and service several different markets, I think, is, is going to be key moving forward. What does a compounding organization have to do, Amanda, to uh, communicate with a physician or a physician group about that, of course, condition that they're assisting with and with regards to the patient and comfort them and letting them know that, hey, um, our organization, our compounding pharmacy, we have all the compliancy, all the education, we know what's going on, because there's so much sometimes negative press out there. So as a, as a someone who's supported compounding, someone also who has done it yourself in communicating with physicians, uh, what, what can your customers do to better exemplify themselves to a physician or physician group? You know, Todd, I think the key is communication. You know, keeping those lines of communication open, truly um, being a resource for those physicians and those practitioners and educating them on the different policies and procedures that their pharmacy goes through, the quality aspect, um, truly their competitive advantage against using, you know, other pharmacies and what they have to offer and what benefit they can bring to their patient and their practice. So truly just um, keeping those lines of communication open, which I know is sometimes, you know, can be difficult getting to physicians, but letting their staff know, their support team, um, what benefit your pharmacy can bring to them. This kind of rolls back to education, um, first. So Absolutely. tell us um, how you're supporting your compounding uh, customers, uh, pharmacy um, operators with regards to education. Well, at Freedom Pharmaceuticals, you know, we do everything we can to keep our customers on the forefront of the industry. So we offer everything from our CPCSI third-party billing course, um, where we have excellent consultants who are on staff to keep up to date with, with trends, with things that are going on in the market, so that way we can provide that information back to our customers, as well as our we have our annual seminar that's coming up in Denver. It's our fourth annual in September. Okay. It's going to be a great lineup of speakers, uh, host various speakers and topics, everything from clinical practice to uh, marketing, pharmacy business practice, customer service, legal updates. So we try to do everything we can to, to filter that information down to our customers and what's relevant and important to them. So why do you think it's important to be here at the IACP? You know, that's um, there's several reasons. I think number one is, is to support our industry as a whole um, and show that we're here as a united front to continue the growth of compounding and protect it. Also to meet with pharmacists, educate our customers again on, on how Freedom can help them in their practice and what benefit we can bring to their practice, um, and just network with our colleagues and stay on the forefront of information. Amanda, I've been wanting you on the show for a while, so thank you so much for uh, your, your, your thoughts and um, what you're doing in the industry. And um, I'd like to have you back on the show, and Absolutely. we'll maybe do a focus show on Freedom. Okay, that'd be great. Thank Thanks, you. Todd. This is Shara Bartoli, Director of Business Development and Training with the American College of Apothecaries, and you are listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey, I've been wanting to have you on the show. We're definitely going to do a follow-up with the ACA. However, uh, now that we're in the middle of the conference here in D.C., why is it important to be part of the IACP, do you think? Um, it's important to follow IACP because they are the regulatory authority. Um, they're the ones, if you're involved with compounding, who are going to get you all the up-to-date information on what's going on with Capitol Hill, the new legislation that's coming down. And so they're your biggest advocates as far as community pharmacy, compounding, and legislature. So what do you think the importance is of reaching out to our politicians here on Capitol Hill to uh, inform, uh, educate, 
Um, what do you think the, um, the end goal is here for IACP and what we're doing here on Capitol Hill? Well, I think the end goal is everybody sees new legislature happening. Um, you know, it's, it's scary any time that we hear that a law might be passed that's going to affect right. our personal businesses and um, our, our patient care, our ability to care for our patients. And this is your opportunity to have a very well-informed resource and a, a group effort to go out and speak to the politicians in a structured way um, as a unified front and voice. And and they give you that power and that knowledge to go out and, and do it well, do it properly, and through the appropriate channels. And it's just the best organized United Front of Pharmacists of the year. And that's why you should definitely make an effort to come out here and support it. So um, just in case the listeners don't realize, um, give kind of a little backdrop on what the ACA does and how you uh, empower compounders. ACA, um, if you don't know, like we said, we are the American College of Apothecaries. We've been around for 75 years. And what differentiates us from IACP is we don't um, necessarily put out legislative updates. We leave that to IACP because they're the experts. But we are a unified front of independent compounding pharmacy um, and independent. You can be a hybrid pharmacy, a retail pharmacy, but it's the independent entrepreneur who is looking for um, companionship of other pharmacists. And so you can trade knowledge, you can work together, and we handle accreditation. We handle um, compounding training, um, workshops, webinars, and we also make sure that we're at all of these shows. That way everybody can reach out to each other. And we also, um, like I said, we handle all the accreditation for things like CCH and, um, you know, your other big conferences that you go through to the year. We are an accreditation for um, not only PCAB, but also um, other other fronts. I also want to mention you guys do a great job with webinars, with uh, ongoing training. Thank you. And I really uh, like the one that we got to help you guys with, with pharmacogenomics. Mm-hmm. It was really a nice spin because it's it's pulling information from the marketplace that's quite important, um, and it doesn't seem like a lot of the educational bodies really focus on some of those out-of-the-box uh, initiatives. So yeah. I think you guys are in the forefront for that. Yeah, thank you. Like our conference that we're going to be doing in August in Denver is, um, you know, our, it's our ACA Fall Pharmacy Conference, but we do um, promote those the different types um, that will have uh, more pharmacogenomics. It will have wellness, nutrition, um, you know disease in the gut, um, you know, heal the gut, heal the body, um, those kinds of takes on things, more of a a wellness focus, integrative medicine, um, how to start a wellness clinic from your pharmacy. Uh, And that, that's really what ACA is. It's, it's the medical, um, aspect of your pharmacy and your practice and how to communicate with your practitioners. And, um, that's where we also fit in with the next one that will come up, which will be educational conference. ACA puts on educational conference along with IACP and our sister organization, ACBP. Very good. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. All right. John Pritchett, Associate Director of Pharmacy with Accreditation Commission for Healthcare and the Pharmacy Compounding Accreditation Board. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey, welcoming first-time Pharmacy Podcast guest John Pritchard with the ACHC. How you doing, John? 
doing great. Thank you for having me. Very welcome. So what's important um, from your perspective about um, Compounders and Capitol Hill? Why is the ACHC here? Well, as a service of ACHC, we have the Pharmacy Compounding Accreditation Board, which is a way for pharmacies to distinguish themselves, to show that they're operating at a high level. Um, And we want to come and support these pharmacists that are out here boots on the ground that are trying to, to change the, the legal framework of what's going on in compounding. Yeah, it's um, not easy to navigate as um, someone who witnesses um, compounding management uh, pharmacy owners uh, to know where where to go to not only get their information, but um, follow up and ensure that they're doing the right things at the right time to stay compliant. So uh, expand upon the ACHC mission uh, with regards to compounding pharmacy because you also have a mission specific to specialty pharmacy. We do. We actually have a whole suite of offerings for pharmacy. Um, All in all, we have close to 30 different programs that we accredit, not all of them pharmacy specific, but in the pharmacy world, we accredit specialty pharmacy, infusion, we do DME among other things, and then the compounding accreditation board is a portion of what we do. Um, It's a service under ACHC. There's actually a lot of confusion about that. The two groups came together about a year ago, and the the idea of them coming together was that ACHC offered so much more infrastructure to help PCAP function more efficiently. Um, So that's the, the reason for the merger there. What do you see as like one of the greatest challenges as a compounding professional with regards to legislation and some of the things that are happening today with uh, the sensitivity of compounding? Well, there's so many unknowns right now. And a lot of the questions we're getting from folks is what's going on with the DQSA, uh, trying to navigate the CPGs, new USP documents coming out. I mean, it's a very the MOU, yeah, all the alphabet Keep going, suit. keep going, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So uh, you know, everything's a moving target right now, and everybody's trying to decide what the best thing to do is uh, to help their businesses and to, to help their patients out to ensure that they get the medication that they need. If I'm listening to this show, John, and I'm a compounder and I haven't heard of the ACHC, what's the best way to get involved? How do I, um, how do I know um, how to engage and what to engage and, and how to leverage the ACHC? So to get involved with us, first off, very simple. You can just go onto our webpage, www.achc.org, and from that point, you can create an account. There's no commitment. Um, that gives you a chance to get a look at our standards and find out you know, if you do decide to go ahead with the process, what they are. Um, I can tell you in the compounding world, they're based around USB 795 and 797. Um, where to go with that? So um, a big thing we're working on is increasing the value of the PCAB brand. So right now, there's an obvious benefit of demonstrating a high level of uh, operation to your patients, your providers that are writing prescriptions, and your payers. Um, going beyond that, we're starting to have things like boards of pharmacy that are becoming interested in what PCAB is doing. Um, so they're starting to actually incorporate that into some of their rules. And also, we're starting to perform inspection services for some states if you're trying to obtain licensure to ship into those states. So. Excellent. So, um, Andy, I want to give a shout out to Andy. He's been great and facilitating our meetings with the Pharmacy Podcast. And want to let the listeners know we're going to be doing some um, podcasts with the ACHC. So, John, you might be coming back to the show. Absolutely. Be great. All right. Thank you so much, John. Thank you. 
All right, we're here with Scott Maitland with the IACP. How are you doing, Scott? I am doing great, Todd. I'm really excited that you were able to join us this year for CCH. One one podcaster to another. You know, I feel like we're pulling podcasts out of the 90s and bringing it into modern times, but it's so important to have little uh, snippets of information that we can communicate better to our uh, pharmacy professionals and compounding, compounding and compounders is a huge part of that, as so is compounders on Capitol Hill. So give us a little summary of this year's uh, CCH 2015. Yeah, well, this is our 21st annual CCH. Uh, This year was exciting for us because we moved back into D.C. Two years prior, we had been in Crystal City, Virginia. And as Dave mentioned in his State of the Academy, we've pretty much already outgrown this space. We've had more participants, more vendors, um, and we're not sure what we're going to do for next year, but it'll be awesome. Uh, And then last night, we had our 11th annual RX Mixer, uh, which... It was a great time. It was an awesome, actually it was totally awesome time. Totally awesome, totally rad. Because it was an 80s theme party, and uh, we raised a lot of great money for the foundation, um, and it was our 11th annual mixer, and uh, that's going to continue to grow. So I see um, the vendor areas pouring out into the outside of it, which really shows you that um, you know uh, the subject matter experts and people that support the industry are are all here and, and ready to go. I'm very impressed with this year's um, uh, IACP compounders in Capitol Hill. Um, tell us, like, what what do you, from your perception, and someone who collects information and content, what do you think the greatest uh, strife, the greatest stress, the greatest uh, obstacle for a compounder today is? I think it's time, quite frankly. You know, there are 24 hours in a day, uh, and between managing your business and making personal time and being a leader to your staff... It's time, and I think that's why it's important. You know, you mentioned the podcast, and what we do is taking a '90s format and updating it. But everything that's everything that's old is new again. So right. this, this show is is like, I think back to we're in DC. It makes me think back to FDR and his fireside chats. Yeah, that's how the nation got information. And right, you know, ICP is adapting to that with the ICP podcast, partnering with the pharmacy podcast to bring snippets of information uh, to our our members and just to the general population about what's happening in compounding but I think the biggest issue really is is time and how do you manage that and make time for the things that are important to you Um, and I think kudos to all of the people who are attending Compounders in Capitol Hill and made that time. Now, I do want to let you know, Todd, you might not know this, obviously not everyone can come to CCH. They have right. their stores to manage. It's Monday, even though yep. it feels to us probably like it's Saturday since exactly. we're at a conference. But um, we have something on our ICP website, icprx.org, about virtual Hill Day. So tomorrow, even if you're not in D.C., you can still participate in Hill Day from the comfort of your office, from the comfort of your smartphone using the technology that we provided on our website. You know, I also want to say with regards to time management, the latest uh, magazine publication through ICP mentions a lot of that uh, snippets of information to how to, how do you save time and how do you prepare um, pre- preparation for not only conferences but um, marketing as well. So I just want to mention that. And even if you're not a compounder, you're just running a pharmacy, uh, you got to get a 
got to get a copy of that magazine. Well, and there's a great article in there also in the, in the Compounding Matters side where we interviewed uh, one of our Fund the Future scholarship winners, Lauren Kirk, who talks about how he manages his schedule with being a student and being involved uh, politically <laughs> is figuring out what the priority is right. and working on that. So, yeah, definitely read the magazine. You can go to icprx.org forward slash publications and see all of our podcasts as well as all of our magazines. Scott, thank you so much for being on the summary of the IACP uh, Compounders in Capitol Hill and inviting the Pharmacy Podcast. It is my pleasure to have you here, Todd. And uh, again, just thank you for rebroadcasting our show. And I look forward to uh, some of the exciting things that we'll continue to work on. Thanks, Scott.